0: you've stumbled upon a new podcast. I recommend you stick around. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things that are, well, interesting to us and potentially interesting to you. They include an email that lets you delve into vampires on a daily basis. That wonderful band, Wham! and The House of Gucci as we look at uh, real life stories and how good they are. And an old classic Nancy Drew gets turned into a TV series and we discuss how good that is.
1: Welcome to episode one of the No Book Book Club. I'm here with Beck Lewis, Cecilia Ramsdale and I'm Rowena Murray and we had a little bit of an idea. Books are hard work sometimes. (laughs) We're all busy, it's all happening and we needed to you know, book club without actually needing to read Moby Dick. So here we are. We're going to chat about whatever is taking our fancy that week, whatever we're streaming, gaming, fussing around with, and we're just going to see what comes out of the woodwork.
0: Yes, episode one. I mean, this is going to be clunky, isn't it? But Mm. I'm Sess. I'm Beck. Beck.
2: Ro called you Cecilia, but she called me Beck. She didn't say
0: Rebecca and Cecilia. No, and Rowena, you're gonna be Ro. So let's just establish. (laughs) You just made it very formal and that's nice to begin with. But do we have to stick with our formal names? Absolutely not. Okay, good. All right. I'm just trying to be fancy. (laughs) I feel like I'm in trouble when someone says my full name. (laughs) I think everybody does. (laughs) So we are the behind the scenes people at Broad Radio and like you just said, we just wanted to get all our conversations out so everyone else could enjoy them too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and hopefully there's some fun nuggets
1: in there and someone is inspired to go, oof, mm. I'm going to go do a thing that's
0: going to yep.
1: enhance my life and I'll learn something or well, enjoy something new.
0: We're all very different too. So <laughs> I'm going to say we are bringing three very, very different points of view to this podcast. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to finding out about the things that um, you especially row uh, although actually no, both of you because it's both so different to me. Um, The one thing I will say though is, are we allowed to bring a book? I was going to say the same
2: thing. Every now and then? I think we should be allowed to. I think full disclaimer, no book, book, book. I can't even say it yet. (laughs) Let's see if I can get it. No book, book club. Yeah. (laughs) With the occasional book. With the occasional book. I think it's allowed if it's, you know, if there's something to talk about, Mm. if it's
0: important at the time, bring it in. Or if it's just blown your socks off. Yeah. Mm. Because I really love reading books at the moment Mm. and I've read a couple lately Mm. that I've just gone, oh, that was good. I want to go back and start it again. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about books today because it's the first episode <laughs> of the No Book Book Club and that felt wrong.
1: No, but, I, you know, you're absolutely right. I've been working on one particular book for about two weeks now mm. and I'm still on page two because I keep falling asleep <laughs> with the book smacking me on the face <gasps> in bed at night. Yeah. And I spent the whole night um, asleep. I bought this really <laughs> daggy um, nightlight so I can read in oh, bed. I love that. Yeah. So you hang it around your neck. It looks like some tragic vibrator when it sits on the bedside <laughs> table. But you hang it around your neck. You've got your two little spotlights and you can read. And I woke up with the damn thing still going and the lights on at 7 o'clock the next morning. And, and you'd only still, read one page of yeah. the book.
2: I'm sorry to say, but those lights are amazing because we. I work in live sound in my other million jobs I have. Mm. And it's very dark on stage and lights are off. And those lights are amazing because you can
0: they shine onto the mm. desk. so I can see what I'm doing.
1: I love it. Yeah, I love, love it.
0: Them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's not supposed to be about books, but I need one of those lights too. Speaking... I'll send you the link. <laughs> Thank you. All right, put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, so today we are going to talk about a few different things I've been watching, you've been reading, Ro, and you also have been watching, mm. Beck. so yeah. mixing it up. But we also wanted to have a little chat about something sort of topical that's been going on around the traps everyone's been talking about. Um the big thing of the week, and this week it was sort of last week, but you know, podcast doesn't matter. <laughs> Something that's kind of <laughs> topical was Jenny Hermoso being kissed by Luis Robales. So we're talking about the Women's World Cup. Mm, mm. Oh, That taste in my mouth, She's like, and that's sorry, that was not. A pun. That was a good pun. No, that was not. <laughs> I don't want to laugh about it because it's serious. Yeah, now I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about
1: that dude's tongue. Oh! <laughs>
0: okay, so <laughs> if you were living in a cave, it was when when the World Cup was on recently. Yes, when the World Cup was on, <laughs> and the Spanish women won at the end. Of course, there was celebrations, but the president of the team, I think, was it? Mm. He grabbed her by the head, mm. like at the back of her head and kissed her on the lips, and obviously it was, like, in the moment, but I think every woman in the world who saw that went, oh. "Mm."
2: Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Creepy uncle at Christmas. (laughs) Big time. Creepy man at the pub. Yep, a creepy and- drunk guy in a bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that that dude is in a serious
1: position of power. Mm. His mother has gone on a hunger strike to protest how poorly he's being wow. treated. I know so I she's heard gone that. to her local church and she's like locked herself in or something. And he's like, "I'm going on a hunger strike." And it's like it's mothers like you that are part of the problem. Yeah, we have these absolute grubs of men who just impunity. It doesn't matter who cares. Mm-hmm.
0: But yep. it's so interesting, isn't it? That the That whole idea that, yes, it was in the spur of the moment, but would he have done that to a bloke? I I don't know. No. I mean, I know there's a whole feminist conversation about it and all, but it was more, I was thinking, like you say, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. We've all had that guy think that was okay.
2: Is he also pulling... Um, the Europe card a little bit and saying mm. it's quite a European thing to be very forward like that as well, or has he just said it's realised he's done something bad, full stop. I don't know. Isn't that just like mm. the two cheek kiss? That's a European way, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it
1: is. Mm. And I mean, the whole <laughs> the whole team has gone on strike in solidarity, yeah. and um, and the the Spanish federation is like. Fine, you're all fired. It's revolting and it just goes to show that they don't give two hoots about their female players, That's even though they literally incredible.
0: just won the World <laughs> Cup. Can't get any better than that. Oh, my goodness. It is that Me Too moment for Spain because maybe they didn't have that wave because, mm. of course, what was that, like four, five, three, four years ago that it, it sort of happened here. Yeah. Uh, after America, mm-hmm. and then we were all started to kind of look at situations we'd been in and gone, "Oh wow, yeah, that that guy really took advantage, didn't he?" Mm. And I didn't say anything at the time because who would have listened? But she, mm. you
2: couldn't. I mean, this is a, it's one like we were saying before that we've all had that experience. And I remember I worked in hospitality a long t- like a lot in my twenties, mm. yeah, and hospital and in a local pub and a lot of local pub were older men yeah and they would that was what they would do they would come in and they would grab you and they would give you unwanted (laughs) kisses on the cheek or hugs and you can't escape you can't actually walk away you're 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 stuck you're stuck and then you're just feeling icky afterwards and yeah you need to ask or just don't do no, absolutely. What's wrong with a handshake?
0: What's wrong with can I just have a beer, love?
2: Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Not the love. Get rid of the love. That's, oh, a, whole that's a whole other conversation.
0: conversation. <laughs> Sweetie.
2: <laughs> now, row. Deep into our topic, Tom, you're up first today. Up first on our very first episode. No pressure. And I'm very excited about what you're bringing today because I'd never heard of this as something that you could do as a human. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. For content. Oh. So I'm, I'm fascinated. Fill us in on what it is you're talking about today. It's so cool. So um, <laughs> most, of our, most
1: of our listeners will have heard of the very classic novel Dracula by Bram Stoker, mm-hmm. um, made super famous by a movie about 20-something years ago with Keanu Reeves, one owner, writer, Gary Oldman. Absolutely fabulous, gothic, gooey, yeah.
0: glamorous stuff. That wasn't the one with Tom Cruise, was it? It definitely no. was not the one with Tom no, Cruise. No, that was Interview with the vampire, was it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, let's he, just, he gives me a little bit of an ick.
1: Gary Oldman, okay. Yeah, good. Gary yeah. Oldman, yeah. hot ass. Yeah. So um, what the guys over at Dracula Daily, moi, <laughs> have done is they've basically pulled it all apart. So um, they're calling it Dracula Daily. You can find it at draculadaily.substack.com. And what it is is an epistolary novel. So it's made up of the letters, diaries, telegrams, newspaper clippings contained within the original Bram Stoker novel. And then so he's pulled all this stuff out, arranged it in chronological logical date order and is issuing it via e-newsletter on the day so that cold. it happened. So, so every year it kicks off on May 3rd mm-hmm. and the emails start and it finishes on November 7th. So over the course of that sort of six-month period, you get the whole Bram Stoker Dracula in little
0: snippets. Something can stick your teeth so quite- <laughs> 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 Boom, boom. Someone invited their dad. That was a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but is it the? Actual novel.
1: It is right. Yeah, it's all the novel. I've I've got a little. I've got a little printout in oh, front of me. Oh, an excerpt. And they've had so much fun making this. You know, yeah. some days you get nothing, and some days you get, whoa, you know, two thousand yeah. words to read. Um, but they have the cutest, cutest little subject headers for when it hits your inbox. Um, Dracula, August thirty, in which Lucy compares herself to a cormorant. <laughs>
0: True. I mean there is a lot of emails there that is come in and I've got to say I cannot read email newsletters but I love this idea that you're Same. reading a book yeah yeah via a daily newsletter and it's like reading
1: a little diary entry or a little telegram or a little whatever so this one letter Lucy Westenra to Mina Harker Whitby 30 August My dearest Mina, oceans of love and millions of kisses and may you soon be in your own home with your husband You know, it's the cutest thing and it just goes on and on and on Um, Absolutely
0: adorable. How long? Or does it depend? Some some
1: of these are super short, this particular one's like a page of reading, you know 150 words It's quick, it's easy and I'd never sat down and read the whole thing Mm. whereas this is my second year reading through the Dracula Daily Newsletter and I'm reading it again every day <laughs> as it comes through. And I am absolutely loving it. It's in small bites, it's really easy and you really get a sense of it. And there's a movie coming out shortly, The Voyage of the Demeter, which is about the boat that Dracula travels on <gasps> during the journey in between, you know, yep. Romania and, and the UK. And I'm really amped up for it, and I don't think I would have given two hoots if no. I actually hadn't read the book yeah. in this format. So um, it's f- completely free. You can go to the Substack and read the whole thing if you want to, uh-huh. or you can sign up to the little e newsletter and get it in your inbox. Oh, which is really cute. And they've also started doing a Moby Dick version, oh, which of course is brilliant. i never read book. that either. Well, I've
0: found it a little bit too much. Mm. Well, you've been having getting trouble my... getting past the first page of this other book you've got. So yeah. it's understandable, <laughs> really. I've,
1: I've been getting my Ishmael get it. Get it? Ishmael is the, oh, yeah, the lead character. The character oh, and I oh. get it. My inbox is that's the Ishmael, Ishmael has arrived. <laughs> that
0: um, is, uh, that's, that's great. That's, that's not quite that a dad up. joke, but yeah. It's like they it have a good. Name yeah, yeah. and
2: then went with. Yeah, they
1: have good. a bit of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. definitely yeah. have a bit of fun yeah. with it. Um, and I have found that a little bit hefty, but the Dracula Daily is absolutely tickety-boo.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Cool. Hmm.
2: I like that. Do you reckon they'll do more? Do you think there'll be more? I reckon. Is Moby Dick done by the same writer. It's a good way to refresh a classic. I'd love a yeah. Jane Austen version of yes. this. Yes. Like, you know, that would today, be really cool. Emma... You know, is saw Mister Darcy, and mm. I'm getting my characters. You are, and books but mixed maybe up, that would but... be a
0: thing too. Combine <laughs> them, see what happens.
1: Well, the really cool thing is, um, you know, there's a Dracula Daily. The book version of the newsletter is actually coming out on the 19th of September this year. Right. So oh. it is literally they've just basically reordered it and tidied it up a little bit and repackaged it, and that's going to be available. And what they've also done is they've included reader response from last year, from 2022, like memes and jokes and fan art and all that kind of stuff. So it'll probably be a really cool project. And Matt Kirkland, who's the guy who runs it and put it all together, has probably had an absolute raging blast because it's got a sense of fun that runs across the whole thing as well.
0: Yeah. But what you just said about, you know, reinvigorating the classics is so great because some of those books, I mean, I've got a few on my shelves that have sat there for years and probably will sit there until my kids are reading them in literature and I go, all right, I'll I'll read. (laughs) Like it's just then they just don't feel accessible Mm. to a lot of people. Mm. And then a lot of people do find it hard to find time. To read novels. So I love this. What a Same. great way to it's kind of great. tap into it. I love it. Good find. Well, that's what the No Book Book Club's all about, isn't it, Ro? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, thanks, Ro. That's a very modern way of approaching reading. To is. Yeah. Well, I watched something recently. I am never ever into biographies and stuff, it's just not really, oh, and docos, not really, and I was at the library and I couldn't find something, I needed a new book because I read every night before I go to sleep, so I grabbed Spare, the Prince Harry book. Oh, right. <laughs> ah, <laughs> is uh, that what it's called? It's called Spare. What it's terrible... No, because The As Air in... and the Spare. So he, it's oh, about, he grew I up. I get it. Okay, clever name. So I won't go into that too much, but I did go a bit down the Harry, Meghan rabbit hole, which I hadn't done before because I'm just not really into celebrity mm-hmm. tabloid. Zero. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, leave him alone. But the, the crux of it was he's had a pretty rough time with paparazzi throughout his whole life. But it kind of sparked this thing in me where I went, oh, you know, actually real life stories are kind of interesting. And flicking through Netflix heard a few people had talked about the Wham! doco and I was like, might watch this, put it on. Oh, my God. Have either of you seen that? No, me, it me. it's on the
2: list. I love a biopic. I love a nonfiction. Mm. Love, love, love. Especially if it's written well or made oh, well. Oh,
0: absolutely. So I'm all about if it's made well, I'm there. I'm sold already. Well, everyone of a certain age needs to watch it, absolutely, <laughs> because if you have any association with the 80s, um, it's, it's just amazing. Like they were one of those bands that every single one of their songs has some importance in your life. Mm. You know, so they, they sort of went through. It's like um, the story of Wham basically. And the things that stood out to me were Wham were only around for four years. Wow. Four oh, wow. years. So they went from playing songs in their lounge room, and wearing shorts and T-shirts that they'd bought at the local sports shop to filling stadiums across the world in four years. Wow. Which is just kind of inconceivable, really. But And also, the other thing was that they started off playing rap music.
1: Oh, that what? I did not
0: know. No, no, well if you think about it, Wham Rap was like one of their first songs. Who was rapping? Was George, George March? Oh rapping? the oh, I've yeah. got, Wham i Wham Rap wait to hear that. It's called Wham Rap. <laughs> like it's it's and it was about like they started off being this band who were like the voice of the youth because they were so Mm. young. They were like 18, 19 years old. And their whole thing was about it was during Maggie Thatcher and there was no jobs and so it was all about how Mm. tough life was. And then from that grew this absolute superstar, George Michael, who started off this kind of dorky Cypriot kid whose nickname was Yogg. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, it's, it's this huge transformation mm. and it's really That's... beautifully done with, like, lots of, of their voices and, yeah, I was just blown away. So oh. I'm like, it's it's the I'm second part it. of the puzzle. And then the third bit was this is a little bit to the side, but I watched House of Gucci. Yes. <gasps> I mean, A, I, I watched it because Lady Gaga was in it, mm. but it is based on... The yeah. real mm. life of the Guccis, which is an extraordinary story <gasps> in and of itself. My, what do they say? That truth is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of them. My goodness. So, have you seen that one?
1: No, I haven't. It's on, um, I so want to see it, mainly for the fashions. Because the stuff that they wear in that Uh. is the sort of stuff that my mum used to wear back in the day. She was very fashion forward in her day. I reckon. She absolutely owned like uh, aqua taffeta pantsuits with a bow on the bum kind of. Wow.
0: So I'm dying to clock the fashion. And the big 80s hair. Yes. Adam Driver wearing, you know, there's daggy. Cable knit. Cable knit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And those daggy like wire glasses (laughs) that all the hipsters wear now. Yeah. But in the 80s, it was what my dad and his peers were wearing. Yeah. But Adam Driver Amazing. can really rock those. But the actual story of the, the Gucci's is really fascinating, like um, the whole family. I don't want to give the game away because there's a real plot twist at the end. If you don't know the actual story, I won't give that away. Mm. But um, just that the infighting and that whole dynamic of family and money, mm. Mm. you know, and yeah. how... how totally treacherous that can be well obviously going back to Prince Harry you know exactly it's really Mm. interesting so I've just been getting into the real world which is a funny (laughs) place for me to be because usually it's just not what I do but yeah highly recommend all three of those things, especially if you want to hear about Prince Harry freezing his todger off as well because it's very, you know, <laughs> candid. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm curious because, as we know, your day
1: job is as a voiceover artist yes. extraordinaire. And um, I understand Harry did
0: voice his own
1: audio book. <gasps> have you been yes. tempted to have a listen?
0: I didn't. I picked up the, you know, I picked up the hard copy. Um, I actually find it really hard to listen to audiobooks. Mm. I guess when it's your job, it's like... Well, yeah, I listen to a lot of words and I say a lot of words, but it's also, you know how some people can listen to them when they're going to sleep and stuff? I'm always Mm. worried I'm going to miss something, so I can't switch off. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing a biography and you can do it yourself, then it Mm. obviously gives it more gravitas. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he would have loved being able to tell some of the stories in the book. I bet. Because it was his chance to... Go actually, this is what has gone on, and it's a bit. Shit, but yeah. also
2: that voice. I'm sure there's women all over the world that would have loved to have just heard ah. Harry's voice, you know, for three hours that's on a really dude accent. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it would have just that would have just been a whole other conversation. <laughs> we could...
0: <laughs> I can't believe we've just gone down this circular <laughs> thing between the Royals, Wham, and the House of Gucci. But it, it's all about real <laughs> life people stories. That's that's the link between yeah. these
1: things. Well, now I want to know: Are you able to listen to like a sleep story? On yeah. the apps to help you get to sleep, or does that just so no, not a go for you? It just you?
0: doesn't work. Because I love them. I like the the sounds ones, mm-hmm. yep, or like classical music. But I can't do the the ah. stories.
2: Do you know what I want to? Do you know what I listen to to, to go to sleep if what? I need to? This is so nerdy, but so cool at the same time. Yeah, Brian Eno's music for airports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Has it got words?
2: No, it's minimalist. Spatial, mm. he invented oh, um, ambient it. music, Brian Eno, in the yeah, 70s. Yeah. He he put out all these albums of music for airports, music for, I can't even remember some of the other ones, but like spatial soundscapes, if you like. And he did this incredible one all about Apollo 13 and like and the moon and stuff. So, yeah, right. But music for airports, it's four tracks from memory and they go for about 13 minutes long. And one of them's just like an organ like... Oh, like that's got to be like three notes kind of thing. But I think I grew up with it as a kid. So yeah. my dad would Soothing. always listen to it. So I think it's a real nostalgic yeah. thing for me mm. when I need to sleep because it's instrumental so there's no words and it's just long spatial notes and it's perfect. Slow, and I love
0: it. I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. We have <laughs> solved so many problems right now.
1: <laughs> We're back. Oh, God. We need to know what you're bringing to the party, darling.
2: Mm, I this is I mean going to be interesting. It's a bit daggy.
0: No. But, oh, no. But
2: it is sort of tied into a book as well because I've been watching a TV series on Paramount called Nancy Drew. Now, some people will know what Nancy Drew is, some people will have no idea. So to fill those in, Nancy Drew was basically a young woman detective written about in the 30s and 40s by a pseudonym, actually, a woman called Carolyn Keene, but it was actually written by another woman and a man, weirdly enough. Mm. She was basically a young girl, um, had lost her mother at a young age. Dad was kind of the hero figure in her life, grew up kind of adventurous and boisterous and solved these crimes. And, you know, the books were called like The Curse of Mirror Bay or The Missing Person on Lake Tahoe, crazy things like that. (laughs) Anyway, as a kid, I didn't have television as a kid, so I was obsessed with reading, obsessed. And I somehow, I must have gone to the library as a kid with my mum and she must have given me some Nancy Drew books. And I became obsessed because there's about 50 books Mm. and you can just keep reading them. And I was, I had them all. Every Nancy Drew book and was just, would absorb myself in that world. Like I loved everything about them. And I'd always wanted there to be a show or a movie made about it. My whole life, I've always thought, oh, I'd make such an amazing show because of the best stories. And I think over the years, I tried to make... TV shows or they tried to make a film and it just
0: never works. Funny how that happens where they
2: just don't nail it. Yeah,
0: they just couldn't nail it.
2: So I discovered this. I kind of stumbled across it and I thought, I'll give it a go. It's probably terrible, but I give it a go. (laughs) And it's actually quite wonderful. It's very, they've made it quite supernatural, which I'm not really into. So there's a lot of ghost stories and spirits and um and things like that that are sort of haunting her and her friends and they're sort of solving these crimes of things that don't really exist and potions and finding ancient artefacts to break a curse and stuff. But it's very diverse, the cast. So there's Mm. a lot of Asian-Americans and African-Americans sort of playing main characters, same-sex relationships, like, they're tackling a lot of diversity and racism and class kind of issues in it, which I found really fascinating. It's and interesting I, that it maybe not in the 1930s yeah, or 40s. Exactly, it be like that. exactly. So I was having a think and I'm thinking, where did they, why did they decide? It's great that they've tied these things into this show, but where did this sort of come from? So I did a bit of thinking and research around it because I was interested. And I actually found that Nancy Drew was actually quite a feminist character for her time because she was in the 1930s and 40s. She was solving crimes, which was something that men would have done. Women mm. would never been allowed to do that. She was driving her own car. So doing a lot of things that women in that time weren't doing. So
0: she was quite a feminist kind of character for books. Was it during the Second World War, though? Because yeah. there was that time there when was that women time. were doing things that they wouldn't have normally been doing, but there wasn't enough men around to do yeah, those things. Yeah, true. bit so perhaps that Maybe was a bit of that. part of it.
2: Yeah, but mm. I've I've really I've actually really enjoyed it. The acting's really good and you kind of get past the supernaturalness with it and can really connect with the characters and sort of what they're going through and then I think a lot of it too I just remember, you know, the yeah. book is a kid mm. and I've got this connection, but it's really it's a worth a watch. Well,
1: I'm very curious to know <laughs> when you when you saw it pop up in the Paramount plus yeah. list. What was your first reaction was it a bit oh, please don't have fucked it up. Yes, <laughs> yes, Please don't have ruined this for me
2: forever. Literally, because I actually thought that, row because I've been waiting so long. I've been waiting so long for a show to be made, and I was so excited. I was like, they've finally done it, and it was three seasons. I'm like, if it's three seasons, they've clearly been renewing it, so there must be something good about this. And it's not as meaty as I would like, but it is still... Yeah, it's it's still very enjoyable and very Nancy Drew-ish, so I did love it. Oh good. <laughs> Fun. It
0: is funny how you have this rose-colored view of things that you loved when you were a kid. Mm. And whether they stand up to the test of time or not. Yeah. I bought the box set of The Goodies. Ooh. That's a whole other <laughs> conversation. But it stands up. It, the, the slapstick comedy show. is, you know, timeless really. Some of the racial stuff maybe not so much. Oh, definitely slapstick. Of its time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you go
2: back in, like, as a woman of film studies at mm. university, oh. I remember being introduced to this famous Hollywood screenwriter who called um, Preston Sturges. Mm -hmm. and he wrote a lot of the old kind of Hollywood classics in the 30s and 40s and this screwball comedy. He basically invented screwball slapstick comedy sort of so, well, screwball slapstick are different, but yeah. the similar sort of vein, mm. and they're brilliant, yeah, and they're so funny, and they still stand up, and they're black and white films, and they still work, they're yeah, still because
0: physical comedy is funny, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll never get sick of watching people getting hit in the face exactly. with a ball or something like <laughs> fall down the stairs. It's great. It's
0: right Fart joke
1: timeless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, look at us go. I feel like we're real ladies of culture and I've learnt a lot already. Mm. Now, something we wanted to include in our podcast was a moan zone. (laughs) This is an open space where one of us is allowed to bring a topic every week that we can have a little moan about. Safe space. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm always up for a moan.
2: I'll moan first, I'll moan second, I'll moan last. (laughs) I, I actually think I'm an old man trapped in a young woman's body. Oh, look. That's a very
0: complicated place to be. you got a lot, to, a lot to moan about. but like you've got ghosts. Ah, oh, yeah. I love um, a moan. Okay, so this is our grumpy old lady segment, the moan zone. Mm. Tell me, what's bothered you this week? <sighs> it's a big sigh. Yeah, it is. I want to moan about dogs. I love
2: dogs and then I... Love that dogs can be in more places now. I think, why not? They're important for people. They help people with their anxiety. They are friendly. They help people connect in our Mm. crazy society where we don't connect so much anymore. They're great. I'm okay with them in the pub. I'm getting okay with them in the hairdresser, except the other day one did sit next to me and take a piss in my cut-off hair. What?
0: (laughs) Who's taking their dog to the hairdresser?
2: Oh, the hairdresser I go to, there's dogs everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Maybe it's a separate mode zone. My my
1: hairdresser's (laughs) got two dogs that live there. Really? Really? There you go.
0: There you go. No dogs in, but my hairdresser just got a new dog, so maybe. All right. Well, yeah. carry on. On time, I Seth. did yeah, say I think it could be.
2: My hairdresser did apologise and I said, Look, it's okay as long as he doesn't do a poo next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was cut, you cut off hair. I mean, not the one on your head, so, you know, it's not that bad. But I recently went on a little holiday overseas mm-hmm.
2: and I was on a boat coming back from an island and I saw a very fluffy head on the seat in front of me on the boat. And I looked down and there's a very large Cocker Spaniel on the boat. And I asked the two couple there if that was their dog. And they said, oh, yes, this is Charlie. He's on our honeymoon with us.
0: And they were from Britain. That's my terrible British accent. So they'd gone to an island all the way from Britain. Correct. With Charlie, the Cocker Spaniel. Yeah.
2: Now, I just think there's a line. Dogs and (laughs) travelling, that's a line. Why? Why is it a line for you? Because oh, it's just weird. It's just weird. You <laughs> okay. don't take yeah, your mate, dog you, travelling, mate. You're just fucking weird, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a mind zone. Anything it's goes. elitist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's ridiculous. I mean, how much would it cost to take your dog on a holiday oh, like that? I asked. A lot. Yeah. Of course. Good. Eight thousand dollars.
2: Oh, get absolutely. That wrecked. was just quarantining. How long were they going on their honeymoon for? Two months they have been on hun- their honeymoon. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think the moan zone's about the dog. I
1: can't afford honeymoons like that. I'd be going to Bali on a bean tank special for four days or something. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I oh. get it if you're moving to another country mm. and you want to take your mm. dog. I get yeah, that. You do that. Yeah, that's fine. $8,000 okay. for allowed. quarantine. Yeah. Fine. But for your honeymoon? Okay. Yeah, All right.
2: I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. It, was, it just didn't feel right. It was just weird. And I didn't really know what to say, to be honest. (laughs) But it made me really angry
0: and really grumpy and I... Got on
2: my phone <laughs> as soon as I had Wi-Fi, and I whinged about it to someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the thing is. Sometimes things just come at you, and you're like, "What just? I, I, that was so annoying that thing." Yeah. Um,
1: Bec, all a- I can think of is that you know about ten years ago, I used to have this beautiful, very enormous husky called Juno, Aww. and she was you know. a Emotionally, a, g- a good traveler. She'd happily hop in the car and go for a trip somewhere, uh, but she'd get car sick, and boy, oh, could that girl chunder. So, the whole time yeah, you're telling this yeah. story, dogging on the boat, I'm thinking, yeah. man, if I took Juno, she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she'd turn around and smile at you, like, g'day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there were kids throwing up everywhere on the boat because it was such a rough sea and I'm so glad I didn't see a doggy vomit as well because that would have just ruined everything that day for me. Or if so. the
1: doggy went to eat some of the vomit.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> gross. This podcast has gone in a very weird direction. <laughs> I have never thought about dogs getting seasick, car sick. Never, ever. They do, I do. I do. Yeah, look, yep. I, I, my eyes yep. are open. I've learnt a lot in the last... Half hour. What about you, sis? No, well, I'll wait till the next time for mine. That's fine. But I will say, when I was ten years old, my parents took me to England because my dad was born in England. We went to meet family over there. And at the time, I mean, going back a while, um, but at the time, kids were generally not allowed to go into pubs in England. Wow, I love that. But dogs (laughs) were encouraged. Oh Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. So it was was totally fine to take your dog. Kids, leave them in the car. But as a 10-year-old, oh, I was very upset about this arrangement. I could not understand for one minute why you would want to take your dog to the pub and not your 10-year-old kid. Couldn't have your pub squash. Well, no, exactly. But obviously since I've become an adult, I can see maybe the benefits. But not (laughs) if it's going to spew... <laughs> no, not picking not. up dog
1: spew the pub. No, thanks. Oh, gosh. I've, I spent so many nights as, as a child in pubs. My parents yes. were in the hospital industry. And if I was six years old and I couldn't sleep, I'd take my little pyjamaed self off to the front bar and climb <laughs> wow. up on a seat in the corner and hang out with Shane and my dad as they pulled beers for truckies. <laughs> <laughs> in my little fluffy pyjamas. And if I was really good, I'd get a little bag of salt and vinegar chips oh, to snack on. Oh oh my God. God.
2: That's the best memory. This is a whole other conversation because a girl I work with, she also had parents that had run a like a bar in Hotham like a, in a, during oh, the ski yeah. season. Yeah. And she was telling us about being a kid and also going to the bar at night. And I'm really fascinated about kids that grew up with parents of publicans and this whole other Ooh. life you're exposed mm. to. That wasn't probably very safe, (laughs) but really interesting as well. It was cool
0: as... Yeah. Mm. Oh, gosh, look where we've ended up. All right, well, this is the first episode of the No Book Book Club. We've managed to avoid most books, although we have touched on a couple, but that's okay. It's kind of the spirit of things, isn't it? It is. Loosey-goosey. Oh, I love it. I don't know about you, but it just feels like a good chat with mates. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, well, (laughs) we'll be back with our next episode very soon, but tell your friends. You never know, they might want to join our No Book Book Club as well. If you've got anything to recommend
2: that's not a book, that mm-hmm. so we could watch, listen to, eat, read, read, <laughs> but not books, hear, then touch. send us our way. <laughs> <laughs> Feel, smell, I don't know, all of those things. Send us an
1: email at nobookbookclub at com, and we'll decide
0: if we want to include it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to experience it first.